Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What do you say we go to lunch? Or dinner or breakfast. Depends on when you're listening, I guess. But we've got to get some food because this one is about taste. I'm wondering how it works. From the actual taste buds to why I hated some things when I was a kid, but I don't mind them now. And how much of taste is taste and how much of taste is actually smell and why do i feel like if i look at something i know what it would taste like even if it's something i probably shouldn't eat i've got questions all right welcome to the taste show something we do every day food or i don't know maybe on some sort of juice cleanse but even then it's going to taste like something probably something that tastes very green so let's meet our expert today i am zara patel i am a professor here at Stanford University School of Medicine in the Department of Otolaryngology, or what people know as ENT. Ear, nose, and throat all connected. Just like we mentioned before, taste and smell are connected. So baby steps first. How does this work? Well, the taste buds, those are on your tongue. They're in the little bumps. You got about 10,000 of them, but you lose some with age. Happens to all of us. But what happens when you put that piece of chocolate in your mouth? Let's take it from there. Yeah. So when we think about how we taste you get the immediate five different basic tastes that you get from the tongue. So those are sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and umami. Umami, if you're unfamiliar, described as savory. It's like the characteristic for the broth or the cooked meat. And whatever combination is being triggered by what you've put in your mouth, the taste buds themselves can sense that and send the signal back to your brain. However, other than those basic tastes, the entire flavor of what you're eating or drinking is much more highly dependent on your ability to smell it. And people say smell is really 80, even maybe 90% of taste. So we'll get plenty more on that. But also, distinction here between taste and flavor, are those two different things we're working with? Yeah, when I say taste, I'm just talking about those five basic tastes, the things that come from your tongue. But flavor, when I talk about it, is the entire experience. And that's how, actually, we distinguish between different things that are sweet. So for example, the reason that you're distinguishing between strawberry and raspberry is not from your tongue. It's all based on your ability to smell the different odorant molecules that those foods have. Otherwise, they're just both sweet, right? So the same thing with like, you know, why vanilla is different than strawberry. And people who have lost their smell, when they put vanilla and strawberry ice cream in their mouth, they just taste sugar. We learned more about this over COVID, right? Because people lost that sensation, she says her patients would just tell her everything seems kind of gray, kind of muted. It's not fun anymore. So if you took a poll before that you would lose a sense, which one is it? You said, I got to see, I got to hear. Uh, I'll lose my smell. No, you need that smeller. Yeah, that's the vast majority of people. If you ask them, I'm sure that's the one that they would choose. But once someone has lost it, they are pretty desperate to try and get it back. So now I'm curious, can I make it better? And or are there super smellers or super tasters? 
I mean, like the sommelier argument. Is it a better sense or is it a better vocabulary? Or maybe it's both. So yes, there is a way actually to improve your sense of smell. And there's actually a box that sommeliers train on to be able to be able to pick up on different odorants better. And olfactory training, this sort of structured smelling protocol is actually one of the ways that I can bring people's smell back to normal. It's also a way to train your normal smell to become heightened and more aware. So you can actually become a super smeller by training your your smell system. Super tasters is actually also a thing, a separate type of thing. Yeah, there's a different receptor. Some of them can do bitter better. But do I actually want that? Because if I can pick it out more, maybe I'm just going to hate more food. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, preference for smell and taste likely has a lot more to do with cultural and social exposure to those tastes and smells. A perfect example of this would be something called durian. I don't know if you're familiar with that fruit. This is your Google assignment. Durian, D-U-R-I-A-N. Some headlines here. The world's smelliest fruit. A smell so rotten, a taste so sweet. Smells like garbage, tastes so good. Southeast Asia is uh, the place where this fruit is most typically commonly consumed. And for many people, when you cut open and smell durian, it is terrible. It smells terrible and that no one would ever even think about eating that. But people who grew up eating and and tasting that actually really, really enjoy it. So that actually has more to do with whether or not you like or have a preference for a smell and taste versus whether you actually have a high sensitivity. What about changing over time? I've read some people say, yeah, it can happen. The loss of the taste buds with age, some flavors that maybe were too intense as a kid, those calm down a little bit. But does that also go along with exposure? Like I used to hate spinach and now I don't. So some of that is simple exposure, like you know how many different leafy greens you might have ingested over your lifetime might be influencing whether you can appreciate uh, the flavor of spinach more now than when you were a baby. There have been some studies looking at whether you can get people on to veggies, and it comes down to bitter again. The more you eat of the green stuff, the idea is the less bitter that it seems. You start doing comparisons too. Spinach, well, I like this better than kale, so spinach, suddenly not that bad. But other things probably influence it also. So for example, take beer. Children and kids, if you gave them a sip of beer, they wouldn't really enjoy that. When I was little, I took a swig of my dad's beer thinking it was my Sprite, spat it all over the table. But because the way that our society sort of imbibes alcohol and beer as part of our socialization, people tend to develop a flavor acquisition. I like beer now. I like bourbon. I like whiskey. Can't stand vodka. It's the smell. Okay, here's one. The pepper people, like the hot pepper people, what's the deal with them? They could just chow down where like the rest of us would be dying. (laughs) Peppers, that sensation of spice is actually mediated through a totally different nerve. It's called the trigeminal nerve. So our ability to tolerate different amounts of heat also has to do with what we've been exposed to and also um, how much repetitive exposure we have to it. Yeah, go over the nature versus nurture research. You'll see there are some indications. Some people's 10 on the scale is a 6 on others. So that's genetics. For the professional eaters, the contests, you can dole those nerve endings that say hot, but you got to stay on a pretty steady stream of peppers so it doesn't, you know, heal too much. And then for everybody else, we're back to just growing up. So, for example, I, for a little while, uh, worked uh, at Emory in Atlanta, And my husband works in a lab there. And one of his colleagues 
was commenting about how they saw an Indian person feeding their baby Indian food and was shocked. They were like, it's a baby. You can't you can't feed a baby such spicy food. <laughs> but of course, you know, throughout India, that's their type of food. Yeah, it's just food, right? It's what they eat. All right, last one, and then we're out of time. This one's weird, but it's true. I heard it on another show, and it's something to do with our tongues, where you can basically look at anything. So do this with me. If you're inside, look at the wall, look at the tile, look at the carpet. If you're driving, the dash of the car, the window, and you know in your head exactly what it would feel like to lick that to taste it i'm sorry it's gross but it's true it's happening right now it's basically all those nerve endings on your tongue the density of these nerves that are able to sense things like changes in pressure or changes in texture are the most dense in your tongue that's why you already know what that wall would feel like if you licked it our fingers have very high density sensing nerves and that's why we, you know, investigate the world with our hands. But it's even higher density on your tongue. And and that's probably why when we're growing up and, and babies, we do put a lot of things in our mouth in order to explore our environment the most that we can. Maybe we know what everything tastes like because when we were small, we actually did lick it. Builds your immune systems, kids. What are we cooking up for next week? Uh, I've got a few ideas, but you tell me. I've got questions at odyssey.com. Thank you for listening. We do the new shows on Thursdays, so we'll be back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.